R-E-S-P-E-C-T, find out what it means for you as a leader. <laughs> that was pretty cringe opener. Thank you for staying with us for this episode. Especially if you have no idea who Aretha Franklin is, you don't even know the song Respect, then you might have no idea what any of that was about. But hey leader, David Burke is here, organizational psychologist and best-selling author of five books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. You know, Margaret Thatcher, one of the legendary prime ministers of Britain, once said that being powerful is a bit like being a lady. If you have to tell people you are, you aren't. And I think respect as a leader probably works the same way. If you have to tell your people to respect you, if you wonder whether or not you're respected as a leader, you probably aren't. And that's a shame because earning the respect of the people you lead is critical to your success as a leader. Unfortunately, too many people just assume that the title or the new role will get them that respect, and so they don't pay enough attention to the actions they take on a regular basis that signal whether or not they can be respected. In this episode, we're gonna talk about those actions. We're gonna outline five things leaders do that help earn the respect of their team. Five ways they can get what Aretha Franklin was talking about, five ways that they can make good on Margaret Thatcher and be respected as a leader without having to talk about it. Let's get started. So the first way to earn respect as a leader is to set the example. Yeah, you set the example. Novel concept, I know, I know, but stay with me. How you act, the values that you espouse, the actions that you take, whether that's fair and equitable or not, that determines whether or not people respect you as a leader. If you tell your team it's really important for them to meet certain deadlines on their reports or show up on time or even early for meetings and yet you're constantly late, guess what? They don't respect you as a leader. Whatever it is that you emphasize as important for your team, if you don't uphold that exact same standard, that's like a fast track to disrespect as a leader. Where this comes up most is how it relates to the team or the organization's sense of core values. You know, it's interesting. Until a value actually costs you something, it's not really core, is it? It's just something we say is important. And unfortunately, we see this all of the time. Leaders saying something is really important, a certain action, whether it be integrity or innovation or whatever it is, is really, really important. But when push comes to shove, they take the shortcut. They ignore that core value and they act in a way that might actually be in their self-interest in that moment. And when they do that, they don't just signal that that core value is not actually core, they signal that the team can't really trust them. And so the team doesn't respect them as well. So this happens on the small scale with things like meeting deadlines like we talked about, but also on the large scale with the mission and vision and core values of the organization and how you act in determining whether or not you're actually in alignment with those things. That's truly core and that's how you set the example. The second way to earn respect as a leader is to ask for their input. I know this might seem a little weird to some of you, right? But Recognizing that you don't have all of the answers is actually gonna get you more respect than pretending like you do. And so going to your team and asking for their input, hey, this is a really important decision, I wanna see what you think about this. Or hey, I wanna brainstorm options collectively as a team before we decide how to move forward. That earns respect by giving respect first. Right? That earns respect by showing I trust you, I value you. Right? And as a result, you can value me. Beyond that, you're gonna make better decisions if you ask for people's input. I mean, the reality is the world and your industry, whatever industry it is, is changing so fast that if you've been in that leadership role for a couple of years, 
Odds are the people underneath you doing the actual work know more about how to do the work right than you do because there's certain changes that maybe you haven't caught up with in your role as a manager or as a leader. So you can't help but ask for their input, but when they do, you're gonna signal you respect them and they're gonna respond in kind and that'll help you earn respect as well. The third way to earn respect as a leader is to explain your decision. Okay, so we've asked for input, we've solicited ideas and feedback and we know exactly where everyone on our team stands. And if when I was saying that, you were thinking what I was thinking, you're probably going, well, doesn't that mean we're just gonna continue to argue, right? I mean, presumably if we built a diverse team of really smart people, we're not gonna be in agreement 100% of the time. There's going to be times when we're in conflict. And when those conflicts happen, guess who needs to referee that decision? You, as a leader. But the way that you earn respect as a leader is that you explain your decision. You say, hey, here's what I heard from everyone and here's what we decided the best course of action would be. And you take the time to point out the strengths of maybe the possibilities you rejected, right? So that people know that you heard them and that you still respected that. And you make the case of why the option you chose is the best option. Now, the other thing that's gonna happen here that's really cool is when you explain your decisions on a regular basis, you train your team to think like you do. Hopefully not coming up with the same ideas as you do, but they understand your thought process. And as a result, they see you not as some black box where they speak all of their brilliant ideas in and you feedback crappy decisions. They understand what's going on inside that box and they honor it, they, uh, they respect it, they see it as wise because they've been trained to think like you or at least to know that you have a thought process and that helps you earn respect as a leader. The fourth way to earn respect as a leader is to protect your people. If you work in a larger organization, one of the things you're gonna run into is that while you can create a great culture on your team, maybe there's some other leaders higher up or elsewhere in the organization who are less than great. I get this question so often in my work as a speaker and an advisor to companies. I'll get one manager that'll pull me aside and go, yeah, everything you talked about was great, but what do I do if my boss doesn't follow it? Well. Part of the role of any leader in a large organization is to sort of be a human shield, right? To create a pocket of excellence where you're protecting your team from any of the toxicity that's happening outside of the organization and getting them what they need to still continue to do their best work. Depending on that level of toxicity, this may not be a long-term strategy. This may be something you need to do, you protect your people while you look for an escape plan for all of your people. Or it may be something if you're at the level in the organization that you can turn around, you turn around. But great leaders consistently and leaders who get respected are leaders who protect their people, protect them from toxicity, protect their time, protect them from being over capacity, right? Who understand what their team can handle and protect them from anything they can. And the fifth and final way to earn respect as a leader is to respect them first. And I probably should have started off with this one, shouldn't I, right? Like it's ridiculous to be asking your team to respect you as a leader if they don't first feel like you respect them. Now fortunately, there are very few leaders I work with who don't actually respect their people, right? I mean, you hired them, right? Or someone in the organization hired them, so presumably they've got some strengths to offer. That's, it's actually pretty rare that people don't respect their team. Most of the time they do. Where it comes up is in how often they show it. Right? How often they're doing the little actions that signal that respect. Asking for input, yeah, that's one of them, right? And explaining your decisions, right? That's another, but there are more. And there are ways that we respond when people submit their ideas, when they bring their whole selves to work, when they disagree with us. There are all these little micro actions we can take to signal that we respect them or that we don't. 
And great leaders, leaders who earn respect, pay attention to those little things and are always seeking to reinforce that message. You matter here, you are of value here, you're contributing something here and I respect that. At the end of the day, people want to do work that matters and they wanna work for leaders who tell them they matter. And these are the ways that you achieve that. You set the example, you ask for input, you explain your decisions and, and teach people how to think like you do. You protect your people and you respect them first. And if you do that, yeah, obviously, you are going to be respected as a leader. But more importantly, you're gonna help people feel valued as an individual contributor, as a member of the team. You're gonna help people feel like they can get better and better underneath you. And you're gonna build a team, yeah, a team that respects you as a leader, but a team that is able to do their best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.